Welcome back to the Startup Showdown podcast, where we discuss pitching, funding, and scaling startups. Join us as we interview winners, mentors, and judges of the monthly $120,000 pitch competition powered by Panoramic Ventures. We also discuss the latest updates in software, Web3, healthcare tech, fintech, and more. Now sit tight as we interview this week's guest and their journey through entrepreneurship. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Startup Showdown, and this is going to be a fun one. But before we get started, it's important to recognize our sponsor, Panoramic Ventures. Without them, we couldn't be sharing these important stories. Today on Startup Showdown, we have Logan Havern with Data Logs. Welcome, Logan. Hi, Lee. Thanks for having me here today. Well, I'm excited to learn what you're up to. Tell us a little bit about Data Logs. How are you serving folks? Yeah, so Data Logs is a B two B SaaS platform. We help companies uh, organize their data. So we sit on top of all of their relational databases, BI tools, and provide one central discovery portal. So any business analyst, data scientist can quickly find and understand data within a company. Now, um, can you explain just for the folks who aren't as familiar about data? Um, kind of what it is, people talk about big data, and I would imagine that can um, kind of refer to lots and lots of things, but talk about data as an industry and that's a, and an area of interest for you to solve a problem in that space. Yeah, it's a really good question. So big data as a whole is what drives a lot of decisions at different enterprises and companies. So right now, companies want to be more data-driven. So If you think about an airline, for example, they might collect transactional data on each ticket, what flight delays happen, what staffing occur. So there's all these different elements that a company would collect to have more and more data. And I actually got started in data by working at JetBlue, uh, an airline based out of uh, New York on the East Coast here in the US. And I was uh, on an engineering team there. And so one of the big challenges in my job is my boss would come and say, hey, can you build a machine learning model to do something like predict flight delays? And to do this, I would have to go find data within JetBlue. This could take weeks, emails, talking to IT teams, asking around, hey, where does this data live? So that was kind of the problem and pain point I got started with while working on data logs. But when it comes to data, there's all kinds of data. And and how do you know which is the relevant data and which uh, data is irrelevant to solving the problem that you're working on? Yeah, that's a good question. So I think uh, for any data person, the first step in a project or uh, an analysis is figuring out what is that relevant data. And it's going to be different to each product project, whether it's a relational database, structured unstructured, and there's a million different formats it could be in. But a company or a user at a company is going to have to go in and really try to understand, okay, what is the problem I'm trying to solve? What inputs do I need to solve that problem? And they would have to go out and find and discover that data to make sure they solve that problem. So at Data Logs, we start by making it a very easy Google-like search component where you can easily discover any data within your company. So, um, so how does it work? So I'm a company out there and I have a lot of data. What is the exact problem that I'm having where data logs is going to help me, uh, you know, either relieve this frustration or help me, uh, leverage the data in a more meaningful manner? Yeah. So the problem that we're solving is 
on average, 40% of a data user's job is spent just trying to find the right data for their projects. So rather than having to dig through, send emails, phone calls, we make it as easy as a Google search to quickly find data within a company. So rather than spending 40%, almost a few days every week, if you're a data scientist or data analyst trying to find data, we serve you relevant results to your role instantly based on your project. So we cut down that data discovery time down to seconds and improve the productivity of any data analyst, data scientist, business analyst who needs data at a company. Now, you mentioned you got your start in the airline industry. Were that is that where some of your first kind of beta uh, test subjects came from? Yes, yeah, so we're an industry agnostic solution. So actually, when uh, COVID hit, not many people were flying planes anymore. So I had a ton of free time on my hands. And so what I decided to do is, hey, I've been having this problem with my job in aviation. I'm going to build a solution to try to solve it. So I actually used a no-code development platform called Bubble, hacked together the first version and put it online uh, through a couple Reddit posts, as well as posting in some Facebook data science groups. We got about 300 users in just two weeks on this original version. And so it came across uh, quite a few different industries. There were some airline people trying it out, but airlines, uh, similar to the financial industry, are highly regulated, a lot of data compliance and rules. So as being a startup, uh, we didn't want to have a long sales cycle where it takes six to eight months to close a deal because we need to close deals, get customers immediately. So most of our early customers have been more e-commerce um, and the less regulated industries so far. Now, when did you start feeling like, hey, we're starting to get some traction. I think this is really going to help some folks. This is a problem worth pursuing. Yeah. Uh, so when I built that original MVP and put it online, we got that 300 users in just a few weeks. And that was the validation I needed. Okay, I'm getting these users. I'm getting their feedback. And people are telling me 100 reasons why they can't use it at their job today, but what problems and how much it could help them. So that was kind of the initial feedback that I got on the platform. I was like, okay, we're really onto something here. People want this solution, but the version that I built lacks scalability and also security for enterprise IT teams. So I had to figure out next, okay, how do I basically build that into the product? So we spent another nine months redesigning the platform from the ground up to solve these problems and make sure it is compatible with uh, IT regulations, compliance, and that big companies, regulated industries can now use our product. So how did you hear about Startup Showdown? Yeah, so actually, I think I was scrolling on Twitter one day, and I saw one of the founders of Panoramic Ventures tweet about it, one of the general partners there that I'd been following for some time. So that really piqued my interest. And then I ended up applying a few weeks later, and it was in one of the, I think, second or third batches of Startup Showdown, where it was still virtual at the time. And then um, has there been any part of going through that experience that's been the most beneficial for you? Yeah, so I think uh, for me, one of the most beneficial parts of that was the mentor day. So being a part of a startup showdown, we got to meet with, I think in about two hours, four different industry mentors. Some had a bunch of experience in the startup space. Others had more relevant experience in the sales space of selling enterprise software. 
So meeting those mentors and forming those connections was extremely valuable when we were an early stage startup, just trying to get our footing, get advice, get our uh, place in the market. And the second piece that was really valuable was having the opportunity to pitch in front of a live panel of VCs and a live audience. So we hadn't had the chance to do that before. So it was great to get that feedback and understand, okay, how do we need to better tailor our pitch, our presentation, can explain our idea of data logs in a conformed, understanding way uh, for a larger audience. Now, as the founder, was it difficult to build the team around you? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. So uh, that's been one of the most challenging pieces is how do we find the right technical talent to deliver a product that is very complex on the IT side? So we're touching uh, hundreds of different data warehouses, BI tools, which means dashboards that reporting, plus additional tools in the data space. So finding that technical talent has definitely been a challenge for us, but we've been lucky to have some great partners from early on to help us uh, source and find the right people for uh, data locks. Now, any advice for other kind of founders out there on how to build a team that's complementary and kind of shares the same vision? Yeah, so I'd say uh, never stop networking. So something we did early on that's paid dividends now is uh, just doing a lot of uh, marketing and outreach on LinkedIn. So when I was first getting started with data logs, I'd uh, basically add 100 relevant titles, leaders in the data space a day, message each one a personalized message individually. Out of that 100, maybe five or 10 people would get on a call with me just to kind of discuss what we're building, share feedback. But through that process, I found some great mentors and that have helped us in these early stages. And now as we kind of grow and scale the company, they're getting more involved. And eventually, we'd love to have the opportunity to bring them on full time. And so I say my advice to other founders building is just to network plays a very valuable role in your early stages of your startup. But that network you build initially can also impact later down the line as you are recruiting and raising funding. And you never know who someone's going to know. So how do you kind of vet these people, especially, um, you know, where everything's kind of virtual right now? How are you kind of checking out to make sure that they they are who they say they are and they can do what they say they can do? Yeah. So from a technical recruiting sense, uh, we have a pretty well put together process around screening and understanding the technical skills of someone. I think there's always a risk that maybe someone uh, does great or has someone help them in that screening. But we normally start with kind of a four week trial period, paying someone before we bring them officially on full time. And that works has worked pretty well to make sure people uh who they are and can deliver on what they are saying and promising us. And then in terms of the mentor network and kind of fighting guidance and leadership for our startup, uh, we've been fortunate where meeting people and as they invest more time with you, uh, you can really see, okay, what is their interest in your company? Why are they helping out? Is this kind of a long-term relationship? So just being consistent with those meetings. Sometimes meeting for someone four or five, six times but really understanding why they're interested and how they uh, can help you and you can help them and how your interests align. So you mentioned that you built the first, uh, you know, 1.0 version of this yourself. Um, How has the kind of funding process gone for you right now? Is it still so, I I know you're working with the um, panoramic folks, but where are you at from a funding standpoint? Yeah. So, I guess to take you on kind of the full funding journey, uh, initially 
I built that first version, like we discussed myself, kind of packed it together in my spare time. Uh, after that, we grew to those users. And then with that, I was able to raise uh, some small angel funding to help build out our enterprise version. So with that angel funding, we were able to basically find a pretty great uh, initial team to start with. Uh, we worked with them the last nine months building out our uh, enterprise version of our product. So now after we had that ready, we did a couple POCs with some pretty massive companies, had them test, give feedback, figure out what it takes to convert them to a larger paying enterprise client. And then we actually just closed our uh, pre-seed funding round and uh, we're accepted into an accelerator with uh, Skydeck Berkeley. So our team's actually moving out to California uh, this Saturday uh, to continue working on data logs. So we just closed kind of our pre-seed round and then are targeting a larger seed round uh, coming up in about six months. Exciting times, exciting times. Um, what do you think is your superpower as the leader of this organization? Yeah, I'd say uh, consistency is uh, one of the biggest things. So building a startup is definitely going through a lot of ups and downs. We'll have one day, five customers say, hey, we want to go live on your platform. And then a few days later, they might back out or whatever reasons they can't. So I think staying positive, consistent, making sure everyone is aligned and on the same page with those overarching goals and not letting the day-to-day -day have major impacts on uh, building our company. We have to always remember to, hey, what is that long-term vision? What are we working towards? What do we want to accomplish? So I think staying focused and uh, maintaining that uh, consistency of we're not going to give up. We have the runway. We have... Uh, the talent, the team to get there. We just need to keep driving, keep pushing. And I think we've done a great job of keeping our team motivated uh, to be able to deliver on that in the future. Has there been a mentor or maybe another startup founder that has been kind of inspirational for you or has been kind of, um, kind of showing you a path that maybe you're trying to follow? Yeah, that's a really good question. So Actually, uh, to go back probably about five or six years ago, I was a college student at Texas A&M University, and I received a small grant from the National Science Foundation to begin working on kind of my first entrepreneurship idea. And with that, I was trying to build a biometrics compliance tool that I'm not going to into the details of what I wanted to do, but it was a complicated idea. And this National Science Foundation grant basically allowed us to go talk to people in the industry, travel to conferences. And I met this uh, one founder who was in his early stages there at the time. His name's uh, Panos. He runs a uh, AI company called Zenus AI. And what they do is basically build smart uh, cameras to track uh, in retail stores or other areas, people's facial expressions, as well as uh, things like happy, sad emotions, where people are concentrating a store, what menu items, a very advanced uh, AI kind of vision technology. But uh, he basically agreed from that initial project that I was working on to help us out and be our mentor. And five, six years later, he's still involved. I met with him just last week. And to watch his journey from the early stages to now where he's uh, raising much larger amounts of money, building a team, building a product that's extremely valuable has been inspirational in my startup journey. And uh, I was very lucky to find him kind of early on and have him stick through me now, uh, five, six years later, where I've gone through a couple iterations on products, ideas, but now I'm fully focused on data logs and Panos has been amazing uh, to help me get there. Now, you mentioned that um, there's been some, you know, ups and downs, obviously, throughout this process, but was there any time where you were at a kind of a go and no go point where you were like, 
I don't know if I can do this or, you know, this, this challenge looks insurmountable. And then something happened that broke your way that gave you the confidence to continue. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say, uh, we did have one of those moments probably about six months back. So I was working full time at JetBlue and I lot, or I didn't, I left my job, uh, in August to focus on data logs full time in August, 2021. And basically decided, okay, I'm going to give myself six months to close some enterprise clients. And around the five-month mark, we had a lot of interest, but no one closing to actually move forward with those POCs. So that was kind of at a point where we were feeling, okay, we're building this technology, getting interest, but no one's closing. What do we do next? Ultimately, we need to make money to survive and continue kind of building this. And kind of those last kind of two weeks that we're like, okay, we have to make a decision coming up soon. Uh, We had one of our enterprise clients convert to a larger POC where they began testing using our product. And that was kind of that initial, uh, another area of validation we got. We're like, okay, we're really onto something here. We got to just keep pushing. There's going to be more clients out there. And then through more referrals, meeting more people, really glad that we stuck with it, didn't falter and were able to keep our heads up and keep moving, even though... Uh, the sales cycle took much larger, longer and was a lot more challenging than we initially expected. Now that you've experienced kind of uh, a bit of the entrepreneur life, a bit of the corporate life, um, is this entrepreneur life what you imagine? Is being a founder what you imagined it would be? Yeah, yeah. So I'd say it's everything I imagined and more uh, in terms of what I was expecting, I expected, of course, hard work, but really being able to make an impact and drive and create something. And I think that's what matters to me at the end of the day is I want to create a product that people want to use that adds real value and being able to see our work and our hard uh, work and consistency to meet that and make that happen has been amazing. And uh, from the start, that was the goal and still is today is how can we build something useful to the most people. Now, do you have any advice for other folks that are either thinking about uh, becoming a startup founder or are at maybe the early stages of their journey? Yeah, yeah. So my advice would be just to get started and do whatever you can to kind of put your minimum viable product, your version 1.0 out there to the world. If I didn't take kind of the time to build out our initial version, I used the no-code platform bubble of drag-and-drop coding our journey never would have been started and we never know how far we could potentially get. So I'd say do everything you can to get that first version out to the world and then start talking to people, talk to customers, get feedback, figure out, Hey, would you pay for this? Yes, no, but sticking with it. Cause that journey to find product market fit takes time. So from your initial version to actually scaling your startup, I've read articles that say this can take anywhere from six months to two and a half years. But just knowing in the back of your mind, hey, I got started, I built this, I'm getting feedback, improving day over day, and having that is the hardest part is just getting started. Yeah, you have to take action and you have to get it out of your head into the marketplace and let kind of the market help you shape it. Exactly, exactly. So what do you need more of? How can we help? Uh, yeah. So right now we're just trying to get our platform out to the world. So we have a, uh, SaaS version online. Uh, if you go to our website, datalogs.io, we'd love for you to check it out or share with any data people, you know, who might be interested. And then who is that ideal profile for your, uh, for the user of, of data logs? 
Yeah. So any data analyst, data scientist, business analyst who at their company has no central source for data documentation, we're solving that problem. So we're one cloud-based location where you can document, discover, and fully understand your data. So basically, uh, individual contributors on data teams are our ideal customer and prospect that we're targeting. And that's datalogs.io, D-A-T-A-L-O-G-Z.io? Yes, correctly. Well, Logan, thank you so much for sharing your story today. You're doing important work, and we appreciate you. Thank you, Lee. Really appreciate your time as well. All right, this is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on Startup Showdown. As always, thanks for joining us. And don't forget to follow and subscribe to the Startup Showdown podcast so you get the latest episode as it drops wherever you listen to podcasts. To learn more and apply to our next Startup Showdown pitch competition, visit showdown.vc. That's showdown.vc. All right, that's all for this week. Goodbye for now.